بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. The Jum'ah Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'ah Khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid Seminary. Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'hdih wa na'udhu billahi min sayyati a'malina we praise Allah, seek His help, and ask for guidance. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the consequences of our wrong actions. Allahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma salli wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammadan abdika rasulika nabil ummi wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim fil alameen innaka hamidun majid amma ba'd inni usikum wa nafsiya bitaqullah to proceed I remind myself and you all to be mindful of Allah most high. Allah says addressing the faithful يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا تَقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Believers, fear Allah as He should be feared and do not die except in a state of full submission to Him. And Allah says, again addressing the faithful, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا تَقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُسْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Believers, be mindful of Allah and speak what is right. Allah will perfect your works and forgive your sins. Whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has won a mighty and dying triumph. A group of companions of Sahaba were once on a journey. And one of these companions had a wound, a, wound, a head wound, an injury. And they were recovering from that head wound. And during the night, it so happened that when he woke up in the morning, the obligatory bath, the ghusl, became obligatory upon him. So he had this question that he has a head wound and he has an injury, but he has to use water to enter a state of purification. So he went to the emir, he went to the leader of this group, and he posed the question. He said, that, Am I, do I have a dispensation to perform the dry wudu, the tayammum, to have dispensation because of my, my injury. And this leader of the group, he said, no. He said, you must uh, take the full bath and you must use water. So he listened, he did that, he took a bath, a uh, shower, and his wounds re-emerged and uh, they got worse and he actually died because of that. So the companions, they brought this news back to the Prophet and they told him what happened, right? This happened, he had this question, da, da, da. he gave this answer. And the Prophet ﷺ, what did he say? He said that they killed him. There were the means for his demise. Is that they killed him and then he made dua against them. He said, may Allah deal with them in a similar manner. And he said, and then he uh, analyzed and he diagnosed uh, this, the problem. He said that if they didn't know, why didn't they just ask? If they didn't know the answer, he clearly didn't know the answer, why didn't he just ask and find out? Ask somebody who had knowledge, and you'll have the answer. You'll know what to do. And this incident shows us the importance 
and the centrality of seeking, of having knowledge, of seeking knowledge and of knowledge and the status of the ilm and knowledge in our religion. And we should thank Allah and we should be grateful that we have a religion of knowledge, right? that our religion, our deen, everything that we do should be based on sound, firm foundation, sound, the ilm. And it's not, other traditions are not necessarily like that. Right? Sometimes people do things and they don't know why they're doing them. But Islam is not like that. We shouldn't be doing things if we don't know why we're doing them. If we don't know why we're doing the obligations that we're doing and abstaining from the prohibitions that we're abstaining from, that means that we don't have a sound basis of knowledge if we don't know why. And we don't want to just be blind followers that we don't know what we're doing. And there was an interesting experiment that they actually, that, that was conducted with some scientists. They took monkeys and they put them in a room and they put bananas on top of a ladder and the monkeys would obviously go for the bananas. But as soon as any monkey would grab a banana, they would hose and water down all of the monkeys as a punishment. So what would happen is that when any monkey that would try to grab the banana, they, other monkeys would prevent that monkey from grabbing the banana. And then what they did is they, put, they took out some of those monkeys and they put in new monkeys. And obviously that new monkey would go straight for the bananas, but he'd be prevented. And then they kept on doing that, taking away the old ones and putting in new ones until all of the monkeys in the room had no idea why they were preventing themselves from going to the... None of them got hosed down, none of them got punished. So they're all preventing one another from going for the bananas, but they didn't even know why they were doing so. And this is an analogy for us that when we don't have knowledge, it can be like that. Right? It can be that we follow things and we don't know why we're following them. But again, Islam is not a religion of jahl and of ignorance. Rather, it is a religion of knowledge. And we find that the first verse of the Qur'an ever revealed was a verse instructing that we read, right? Iqra. And there's many meanings of read. It doesn't just mean read books, right? Read existence, right? Read meanings, right? Read the universe, the cosmos. But it's an instruction to increase in, in knowledge. And Allah, Allah commands the Prophet ﷺ, Oh, say, my Lord, increase me in what? In knowledge. And you see that before Islam, the period before Islam is the period of jahiliyyah, is the period of ignorance. So in other words, Islam is a period of, of sound knowledge. Even more so, the Prophet ﷺ, what did he say? He said, إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ مُعَلِّمًا is that look at how the Prophet is referring to knowledge. He says that, I was only sent, I was only raised, I was only sent as a teacher. That the Prophet sees himself as this teacher. And a teacher is someone who removes ignorance. So in that sense, you can say that the essence of the prophetic way is to remove ignorance. is to dispel ignorance from ourselves and from, from others. And Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mubarak one of the great uh, scholars of Islam, early scholars of Islam, somebody asked him this hypothetical question. They said, if you only had one more day of your life, you had 24 hours left to live, what would you do? Right? We often, sometimes we hear these type of questions. What would you do if you only had 24 hours to live? Right? And he said, nas. He said that, I would teach the people. That's what he's already doing. He said that, I would continue teaching, teaching the people. Because why? He had that value of true knowledge. 
And when it comes to knowledge and Islam and this deen, we have to remember that seeking knowledge is an obligation upon each and every one of us. Is that it's not knowledge is not something that's for a certain class and that they are the scholars and they have only they only have access to knowledge and it's their own prerogative and no one else has access to knowledge. People are illiterate, they can't read scripture. That's not the case with this religion. Is that the Prophet told us <coughs> that Talab al Ilm Fariyadatun is that seeking knowledge is an obligation. And talab is a very beautiful word. Because in being a talib al-ilm, there's the idea of being an active seeker. Is that that is what you are pursuing. That you're seeking knowledge. It's not passive in any way. It's all active. And we find great examples of this active seeking of knowledge. Ibn Abbas, the great Ibn Abbas, is that he would go to the doors of the companions, the senior companions, and he would sit there for long periods of time waiting for them to open their doors. And dust would accumulate on him. And when they came out, they saw him here, he's dusty. And what are you doing here? You're Ibn Abbas, you're the, the, the related to the Prophet's family. And he said that, this is how we're commanded to seek knowledge. And that is an example for all of us. Is that seeking knowledge, having a sound foundation, portion of knowledge, is an obligation upon every Muslim. There's another riwayah, Muslim or Muslimah. Male and female. And we have to remember that this is an obligation from among the obligations of Islam. This is not a luxury. This is something that we should actively be seeking and pursuing. And this knowledge is the knowledge that will bring you clarity with your connection to Allah Most High. Is that This knowledge is the knowledge that uh, draws you closer to understanding who your Lord is. This knowledge is the knowledge that draws you, brings you closer to understanding right, what does Allah want from you. Right? What does the Messenger of Allah, what does he want, what is his teaching, what is his sunnah, what is his way? It's that knowledge. That knowledge that uh, is transformative and that brings life to the hearts. And this is the most noble of all knowledges. Is that this is the knowledge of the Quran and the sunnah. This is the knowledge that Allah sent down with the best of messengers. Angel Jibreel. And the Quran is the best of books sent with the best of messengers, Jibreel, to the best of locations, Mecca, on the best of nights, Laylatul Qadr, to the best of creation, the Prophet Muhammad. And if we uh, live up to that standard of knowledge, by virtue of which we become the best of, best of ummahs, best of nations, by the virtue of knowledge. And we have to remember that. Allah has certain rights upon us. Right? Allah has certain rights upon us. And if we don't have knowledge, then we won't truly be able to fulfill those rights. So knowledge is essential to everything that we do as believers. However, that being the case, we find ourselves uh, in this day and age, specifically, right, that we are being pulled and there's so many different trends and there's so many different avenues and it's so much different paths and information and ways and callings and da'wahs that it's often hard or it's difficult to be firmly rooted right, in, our, in our deen. Especially for younger people, there's so many different avenues, there's so many different voices, there's so many different callings. What is it that's going to enable us to be firmly rooted in this deen? Is that that is, again, knowledge. And if you look at people or if you ask people that are turning away from this deen, sometimes they publish books 
and they talk about their experience as Muslims and this and that and that, and they're turning away from deen. You look at their level of knowledge, and it is abysmal. They don't know what they're talking about. Even the simplest of things, often, they don't know what they're talking about. And you can see clearly, simple ideas of who Allah is, of what are the teachings of the Prophet. So there's a huge deficit of any knowledge. And you could see a correlation, therefore, right, between those who turn away from the deen and the lack of knowledge. And this is, again, why knowledge in our religion is such an imperative, because what is going to preserve the deen is this knowledge. Is this knowledge that we should all seek? Is this knowledge that we should all seek? And the Prophet ﷺ told us about our times. He told us about times that there will be a decline of knowledge. And he said that near the establishment of the hour, closer to the day of judgment, there will be days during which ilm, knowledge, will be taken away. And general ignorance will be widespread. The Prophet ﷺ said that a time will come when nothing will be left of Islam except its name. Nothing will be remain of the Qur'an except its written form. Their masajids will be full, but empty, bereft of guidance. Their scholars will be the worst of people under the face of the sky, and that fitna will come from them and return to them. And that's not to say that there isn't access to true knowledge, but the Prophet is telling us of uh, times like this, like these, so that we can, we can uh, act accordingly. And we live, again, in a paradox, because we find ourselves in the age of information. Right? If you think about the access to information that we have, it's unparalleled in the history of, 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 of humankind. Right? That you could just, anything that you want to verify, anything that you want to search, it's literally at our fingertips. Right? So how can this be an age where there's widespread ignorance, but at the same time it's quote-unquote the age of knowledge or the age of information? Right? There's a paradox there. And the answer is, is that there is uh, this uh, information, right? there's a big difference between information and true knowledge. And that having a lot of information does not convert into knowledge. And that knowledge does not convert into wisdom. So there's a big difference between information and between knowledge. And not only that, the type of ignorance that we are facing, there's different types of ignorance. And two main breakdowns of different types of ignorance is Jahl basit or jahl murakkab is that you have simple ignorance and then you have compound ignorance. And simple ignorance is that someone doesn't know and they know that they don't know. Right? What's, what is Islam about? I don't know what Islam is about. Let me ask a Muslim. What is the ruling of this? I don't know what the ruling is. Let me ask somebody who knows. And the remedy for simple knowledge is asking questions. Asking good questions and you'll receive your answer. But Jahal murakkab, compounded ignorance, is when a person doesn't know, but they believe that they know. And how are you going to solve that problem? Because you can't convince them otherwise. It's often the case that the more you try to convince them, right, the more they become more solidified in their own opinions. Right? So we live in an age of ignor ignorance, uh, of information, but we also live in an age of opinions and what seems to be knowledge. And also, we have to remember that what is meant by knowledge, three things. So jahl murakkab, right? This type of ignorance is widespread. Two, what is meant by knowledge is not simple information that you know A, B, and C about Islam, and that you have uh, simple information. I remember one time I was traveling in the Muslim world, and I was talking to somebody, I was on the train, we were talking about the Prophet, we were talking about deen, 
And I mentioned the, the Prophet he's the Shafi'ah, he's the intercessor. Right? And this person said, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. I never heard this before. I said, SubhanAllah, somebody Muslim who grew up in the Arab world, whose Arabic is their first language, they don't even know what it means. They don't even know that the Prophet is the Shafi'i al-A'zam, is the greatest intercessor. Right? What do they know? You know that he's born on this day. He passed. These are just easy pieces of information. But it goes, knowledge is beyond that. So we don't just want surface, surface level facts. Right? What's sought is fiqh fiddin. Is that a profound understanding of the religion. Right? And if you look at the companions that were close to the Prophet right? not only did they understand what the Prophet was saying, but they understood what the Prophet meant. Right? And they understood things in ways that others didn't get it. And they had that fiqh fiddin. And it's mentioned that Ibn Abbas, the same seeker of knowledge, one time he was in the uh, gatherings of the of great senior companions. He's a young man, and Sayyidina Umar, he loved Ibn Abbas. And he used, to, uh, he used to take him to these gatherings. Because Sayyidina Umar knew right, that uh, Ibn Abbas, he had that secret. And that he was a young man of understanding, and a young seeker of knowledge. So one time they were in a gathering, and there were great senior companions. And they were talking about the verses, right, that when you see the Fatah of Allah coming, and different companions were giving their, giving their explanation of that. And then everyone gave their explanation and they benefited. And then Sayyidina Umar turned to Sayyidina Abbas, he says, what do you say? And this was an awkward situation, the older companions are saying, this young man, he has a voice here. And then he said, I see this. As an indication, right? this fiqh, he had a deep, profound insight. I see that. This is an indication for us that the Prophet ﷺ is soon to return back to Allah. Right? Why? Because this is indicating that his mission, his mission is reaching its completion. And after the mission has reached complete, he's going to return back to Allah. And when they saw that that was his opinion, that was his fiqh fiddin, they were all amazed and they all, were, they all accepted him and they all realized his, his merit and his virtue. So we don't just want information of things that you could put on a flashcard is that fiqh, deep understanding of knowledge and that comes with light from Allah and Imam Malik he said that knowledge is not just things that you memorize but it's a light that Allah casts in the heart and that light expands your heart such that you're able to interpret things with the knowledge that you've been given and therefore you see what other people don't see and you understand what other people don't understand because of that light that comes from Allah Right? And it's an untarnished light that you're able to navigate, especially in our day and age through all the different problematic and all the different issues, you're able to navigate that because of that light that you've acquired from your knowledge, from the Qur'an, from the Sunnah, that is that light from Allah, and that is fiqh fiddin, that is understanding fiddin. That doesn't come from YouTube videos and Google. It doesn't come from watching Google YouTube videos and searching things on Google. It doesn't come like that. Right? So that's one. Uh, that's the second of why we live in this paradox between the age of information and the lack of knowledge. And number three is that we've also lost the ability, largely, to ask meaningful questions. To ask meaningful questions. And we live in an age where you can have all of the answers. But in a sense, the answers aren't that important in relation to the questions. If you don't have the question, you don't, have, you don't really have the answer either. Because that knowledge is not for you unless you really want to understand it. So we also lost the keys to knowledge, which is asking good questions, 
And that is why the scholars they said, or Imam Ja'far Sadiq, he said that this knowledge has locks, and the key to those locks are asking good, asking good questions. So again, uh, and this is why the Prophet ﷺ, he told us, or there's a Abu, uh, Abu Hurairah, he said that, مَا عُبِدُ اللَّهِ شَيْءٍ بِشَيْءٍ أَفْضَلْ مِنْ فِقْفِ الدِّينِ Is that Allah is, hasn't, is not worshipped with anything better than this deep understanding of his religion. In other words, by this foundation of, of knowledge. And Abu Hurairah says that, لَفَقِيهٌ أَشَدُّ عَلَى الشَّيْطَانِ مِنْ أَلْفِ عَابِدٍ and that this true scholar of the religion is more harder on shaitan than a thousand people of worship that don't necessarily have that understanding, that knowledge. Uh, and it said that, وَلِكُلِّ شَيْنْ And that everything has a pillar. وَعِمَادُ هَذَا الدِّينَ الْفِقْ And that the pillar of this, of this religion is profound, deep knowledge. And this is why Abu Hurairah and Abu Dhar, they both said, uh, to study a chapter of knowledge is more beloved to us than praying a thousand voluntary units of, of prayer. And that this is because they realized that, as Sayyidina Ali said, is that there's no enemy worse than ignorance. That there is no enemy worse than ignorance. So this is a reminder to myself and you all of the importance of seeking knowledge individually. Is that we should all be seekers of knowledge. We should all be thinking about these questions. We should all be seeking ways, even if they be very small, or insignificant externally that we increase in our in our ilm and in our understanding. It could be one verse, right? But if Allah opens uh, an understanding in that one verse, right, we'll be enriched by that one verse because we understand it. We don't just recite it, we don't just know it, but we really understand it, and this is what we are seeking. And the Prophet said, "Man khayran, Is that whoever Allah wants good, when Allah wants good for someone, He uh, gives him this fiqh, this deep understanding in the religion. So we ask Allah that he give us tawfiq, that he enable us to be people of understanding and be people of fiqh and be people of knowledge and ma'rifah and irfan. Wallahu azza wa jalla yaqool O bikawli yahdid al-muhdadun jalla fi'ula wa idha qur'a al-Qur'an fastami'u lahu wa ansitu la'alikum turhamun wa qala azza min qa'il al-Qur'im فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنْسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرٍ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ كُلُّ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُوا اللَّهَ الْعَظِيمَ الْكَرِيمَ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَائِرِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ ذَنْبٍ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Al-Aqibatu Lil-Muttaqeen, Wala Udwana Illa Ala Dhalimeen, Wa Shadu Alla Ilaha Illa Allah, Wahdahu La Shaykada, Wa Shadu Anna Muhammadan Abaduhu Rasulu, Sallallahu Alayhi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahabihi Wa Sallam Taslima. And now when we understand the place of knowledge in Islam, is that we understand why it is so virtuous and meritorious. But when we hear these hadith about the virtues of knowledge and the merits of knowledge, we shouldn't think that these are for other people. That these virtues and these merits are for us, every, each and every one of us, because seeking knowledge, again, is a fariyullah, is an obligation upon each and every one of us. And Sayyidina Ali, he says very beautifully, he says that knowledge is better than money. Knowledge is better. People seek money, but who seeks knowledge? However, knowledge is better than money. Knowledge guards you. Knowledge protects you. But you have to protect your money. 
is that knowledge rules over all things, while money is ruled by others. Money is decreased by using it. The more you spend, you lose. Whereas knowledge only increases and becomes purified when you spend knowledge, when you share it with others. Uh, the believer of the Prophet said that the believer is never satisfied from learning good until he arrives in paradise. So this is a quintessential attribute of the believer to always be a learner. Right? And he's never satisfied with what his, his level is. He wants to learn more and more and more until he reaches paradise. We all know the hadith that verily the angels lower their wings for the seeker of knowledge. The inhabitants of the heavens and the earth, even the fish in the depth of the water, seek forgiveness for the scholar. The virtue of the scholar over the worshipper is like the superiority of the moon over the stars. The scholars are the inheritors of the prophets. Prophets do not leave behind gold or silver coins. Rather, they leave behind knowledge, and whoever has taken a hold and a, a share, a portion of knowledge, has received a share, a portion of abundant good. And it's not the beauty. The beautiful thing is that Allah made it very. It's not. Hard, it's not complicated. Right? We just need to learn our deen, uh, those things that are necessary to us. And generally speaking, there's three aspects that we have to learn, that which pertains to our belief in Allah. Right, what is what do we believe? What do what is our conception of Allah? There are certain things that you must uh, conceive when you think of Allah, and certain things that's impermissible to to think about or to conceive when you uh, when you uh, when you conceive of Allah. Right? If you can conceive that He has a partner, that's not a valid conception of Allah, right? And so forth. Uh, those uh, rulings that pertain to our transactions, what we do, uh, our salah, our ibadah. Right, uh, with other people, fiqh. Right, that's generally speaking, that's fiqh, and then knowledge of inward states. That's generally the path of purification. Those are the three main branches of knowledge. That if someone has a foundation in those three, is that they have, inshallah, a firm, a sound foundation. And beyond that, you have to know uh, what pertains to you specifically. So, if you are going to Hajj, you have to learn how to perform the Hajj. If someone's getting married, they have to learn things that pertain to marriage, if someone's going on business, and so on and so forth. And this is known as the, the Farda'in, the, uh, the uh, individual obligations. And uh, also, what we should, can do is that, <clears throat> even if we don't have the avenue per se, is that we should make that intention. Right? And we know that we reach things with our intentions, uh, what we don't necessarily reach with our actions. So at least thing, uh, the least we can do is make that commitment that we will be lifelong learners and seekers of this beautiful religion and seekers of, of knowledge. And that is why it said, after the, fard, after the obligatory deeds, after performing your obligations, nothing is more beloved to Allah than seeking and studying sacred knowledge. So inshallah, we make that intention and that we uh, make that commitment in our hearts and Allah will open up the avenues if we are truthful in that commitment and in that intention wa'lamu ya ibadallah anna allah amarna bi amrin bada fi binafsi wa thanna bi malaikatil musabbahati bi qudsi wa ayyaha bil mu'minina min ibadi ta'mima allah commands us with a command he himself initiates initiates followed by the blessed angels and addressing the faithful he says faqala mukhbiran wa amran hum takrima inna allah wa malaikatuhu yusalluna 'ala an-nabi ya ayyuhallazina amanu sallu 'alayhi wa sallimu taslima اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد عبدك رسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم عز الإسلام وانصر المسلمين اللهم عز الإسلام وانصر المسلمين اللهم كن إخواننا المسلمين في مشارق الأرض مغاربها 
اللهم اغفر لنا وللمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة سرا وعلانية لا تغادر لنا ذنبا ولا نكتسب بعدها خطيئة ولا إثما اللهم إنا نسألك زيادة في الدين والله we ask you for an increase in knowledge and religion وبركة في العمر and that we ask you for blessing in our lifespans وصحة في الجسد and health in our bodies وسيئة في الرزق and expansion in our livelihoods وتوبة قبل الموت and repentance before the day we die وشهادة عند الموت and the testimony of faith upon our deaths ومغفرة بعد الموت and a complete forgiveness after death وعفواً عند الحساب and a pardoning at the reckoning وأماناً من العذاب and security from punishment ونصيباً من الجنة and a portion of paradise وارزقنا النظر إلى وجهك الكريم and grant us the beautific vision of your noble countenance إن الله أمرنا بثلاث ونهى عن الثلاث الله commands three and forbids three إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة الله commands being fair, showing excellence and courtesy to close relatives وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي and he forbids what is shameful, blameworthy and oppressive يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون he instructs you so that you may take heed أذكر الله العظيم يذكركم remember Allah and he will remember you وَاشْكُرُوهُ عَلَى نِعَمِهِ يَزِدْكُمْ And thank him for his blessings and he will increase you. وَلَذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ Nothing is greater than the dhikr, the remembrance of Allah. وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَةِ Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.